and welcome to the 11th episode of Mom of Two Without a Clue. I am Katrina, the clueless mother, and joining me today is Danny. Say hello. Hello, how's it going? <laughs> Danny and I went to uh, the same high school, and because of social media, I've been able to have some insight into what's going on in your life. And I know that you and your husband just celebrated a five-year anniversary, so congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you're also going to be welcoming a baby boy in five months, which is why we're yeah. here. Yes, yes. We're so excited. Um, surrogacy is like super interesting to me, and we're going to get all into that. But I want to start. Hi. <laughs> so they can only hear us. They can't see us. So his husband is joining us. Hi. I don't know you, but I know your name's Ricky. <laughs> Um, I want to start, I want to go back, we'll get all into surrogacy, but I want to go back into the beginning of your um, relationship. Did you guys always know you wanted kids? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted children since I was a kid. So I I think family was the most important thing to me growing up, Um, as I know for you as well. Um, so I, I really wanted uh, to have my own family, and that, that was always a priority. But I think, you know, when you grow up uh, gay, you're, you're never sure if that's a possibility. Um, so that was always in question. Uh, but I always wanted a family. Yeah, I always wanted children too. I uh, am originally from London, and my family, uh, we've just always had children around. So, like, my sister's... Uh, I grew up with like young kids and um, so yeah I've always wanted children of my own. So how you say since being gay it's obviously a different conversation because when you're a straight couple you're like okay well we're gonna just try and have a baby that doesn't work that way so you have to have a different kind of conversation there are different routes that you can go so what made you decide to go the surrogacy route? Yeah I mean we that's a good question. We, we definitely want to adopt at some point, and we know we want to do that. But um, I don't know. Why did we choose surrogacy? I don't know. I think there's always, from a young age, you're always of the impression that you can't, you, it's not normal for you to have a child. Like, yeah. when you come to terms with the fact that you're gay, I think there's, like, this kind of dark cloud that looms over you that you think that you will never have your own children, like a... A straight couple or a straight person would um and so I think that when we spoke about it that was always in our minds that we were like we could have our own child like we could have something that is ours that we thought we could never have maybe is like where our mindset was and then we discussed adoption because we want to be able to you know to give someone like a child, give a child a yeah chance the to, chance of yeah. like a loving, caring father, two father figures, like (laughs) (laughs) two for one. But like, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know what made us choose that. Yeah. I know my, my dad's from Lebanon and there's a big thing. My dad has always put on a lot of pressure about, you know, having a boy and carrying the name. And it's, uh, it's a bit silly to me, but it it was very important to him. So maybe that, played into it too yeah I don't know I guess there's just a lot of factors and I think the appeal for us for the first time 
uh, like having a child for the first time was that there were a lot of factors that we could choose um, with surrogacy. So we were able to uh, do PGS testing, which we could see that the child would be healthy or that, um, you know, it had know the, the right number of chromosomes right. and whether it was a boy or a girl. Um, this so is just a lot of things. So you get to choose that-, that? Yeah. Yeah, we get to choose uh, a, a boy or a girl, which so is crazy. Once, uh, once you, you don't, uh, I mean, you get to choose, but... Um, when they start creating the embryos, obviously whatever forms form. So it could be, you could have had seven girls form and not one boy. So then really you have no option, but we had two boys, two girls. um, So we could choose which one we wanted to uh, implant for the first time. So this is fascinating to me. (laughs) So when, when you go to uh, pick a surrogate, I know I have no people that have um, picked a friend, asked somebody that they knew that would be willing to carry a child for them. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Who carries the baby? And also did you, I mean, I'm sure you got to choose who the egg belonged to. Does it belong to the surrogate or is that like a a donor? Yeah, I know we, we kind of talk about it like, uh, like making bread, you know, there's, there's, we're the water and then we find a flower uh, and then we put it into an oven uh, and then hopefully you get some great bread. Um, you know, but we, we definitely wanted uh, an egg donor that was not the surrogate so that there's no legal binding over the child. Um, essentially a surrogate, uh, it, it's not their DNA, so it's not technically their child. Um, and we wanted that for legal reasons and also just attachment you know, we, we, when picking our surrogate, the egg donor and the surrogate were, were separate to pick. But when, when we picked our surrogate, um, we talked about asking, your, you know, sisters and family and, and different people. But uh, it's tricky. It, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's, um, you have to decide if you want, I, I think before you choose the person, you have to decide if you want them to be a part of the, the child's journey in life. Right. Um, and I think that plays a huge factor because uh, if you really want them to have a, a relationship with your child for the rest of time, then um, picking someone who's like a family member and stuff or, or like a friend is like, it, it, it works, you know. But for us at the beginning, we wasn't sure. We weren't sure if we if we wanted that. So yeah, we, we, we don't know if it, we want them to be our our kids, you know, so you, you know, you don't, you want them to know where they came from, but you don't want them to feel like that's their parent in some way. Cause we, it's not, we it's, wanted it's, to eliminate, it's so strange, you know, we wanted to eliminate as much confusion as possible, <laughs> which yeah. is going to be hard during this journey because it's not the norm for a child to have gay parents. Um, just yet, but it hopefully one will day be. it will be. Yeah. Um, but, um, for us, we just like wanted the child to grow up knowing that we were his parents. Um, and then eventually we'll discuss the journey that we went on and then introduce Crystal, who's our, our um, surrogate. surrogate. She's so lovely. When the, when the time is right. And do, I mean, you pick the surrogate just like an adoption agency or like a... Yeah, so we, we picked a, a surrogate. Our agency essentially presented us some options, and then we loved Crystal. 
Um, she is just the nicest person. And when you talk to her, you know that the baby's in good hands. Crystal already has two children as well, which made us feel really comfortable because, you know, we felt like she produced two healthy children. She's going to take care of her body. She's not going to smoke or drink or, or do things that would uh, potentially damage, you know, the health of the child. So that was, that was really important to us to have that trust. She's also first time, um, sorry. So that helped us too, because we're kind of navigating the journey together. So um, she had no expectations and I guess yeah. we didn't have any expectations. So we're both learning things along the process. All three of us are learning things along the process that we didn't think would be considered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I give her a lot of props. I, I have two kids and I know, I mean, carrying them is a whole range of emotions and it takes a toll on you and I mean whether it's biologically hers or not I know that there must be some sort of connection so I mean kudos to all the surrogates out there that are willing to do this in order to give families like yours a baby so I mean yeah we we, we really are so grateful it takes a very special person to be able to to do this agreed I mean I know even people who've asked family members and even the family members like oh, I don't know if I could do that for you because it's just such a, a big thing to do. Yeah, it is. We had that conversation with a few of our friends. Yeah, it, well, like, kind of. When, at the very beginning of our journey, I think this was maybe you know, like... It's one of those like joke ago. things that where you put it out there, but you don't really put it out there. You drop like, it to see if someone picks yeah. it up. <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't it be so fun to do this? Yeah, like, well, like <laughs> you know? how do you feel about this? Like, yeah, what would, yeah. like, would you ever consider that? Like, just as an option, but like, yeah. we're not really thinking about it. But like, what would you do? Right. Just, Test the water. You yeah, know? but we realized that we didn't. We didn't want that from a from an early stage. Yeah. yeah. So once you had the surrogate, where does the egg come from? Is that also like through an agency? Yeah, it's basically like a catalog. Yeah, so you do the egg first. So it's crazy. We we chose the egg donor maybe two two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, and then we had like once we had chosen the egg donor, we went back and forth with two people. Yeah, it was it was between two. We we had different things that we we had things that we agreed upon that we wanted, and then we had some things that we weren't sure. So like we knew that, you know, for both of us, health was the most important thing. My family has a really bad history of heart disease. Ricky's family has a really bad history of cancer. So we wanted to make sure that the egg donor didn't have a history of either of those things because we didn't want to add, you know, fuel to the fire. Um, and then uh, for me, I wanted someone who was mixed. Uh, that mattered a lot to me because I, you know, have two backgrounds with, with my parents. Um, and then Ricky wanted someone tall. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, because he's, you know, he's six two. I'm, I'm six feet. So, uh, it just seemed to make sense. Uh, and then we chose uh, a woman who we will never know her name. Yeah. Uh, um, we, all we know is, um, pictures and, uh, she's college educated. Yeah. I, it's, it's almost like, you know, when you go shopping, but we're moving right now. So I, I'm referencing furniture, but when you go shopping for furniture oh and you see the pictures online and then you see the dimensions and everything, like the description of the product, that's literally what it's like. Yeah. It's, it's very, like, it's, it's not human at all. It's, yeah, it's really bizarre. You don't know their name. You just know that they're six 
foot tall yeah. and they went to this school and yeah. their parents had it's this. like it's like a russian like male order bride like it's bizarre <laughs> it's, it's so strange. bizarre it's so it's so strange but i mean it's kind of amazing that people can do that you can just say no i don't like that uh, it's, it's big business like the, those yeah. women like the woman we chose uh had given eggs before and it had resulted in a positive pregnancy so her rate is so much higher and like different you we find that different races have different rates uh so like if you're looking for a asian surrogate or a uh black surrogate or a, like a orthodox jewish woman uh, those right. are higher a, a lot of times because wow. they're hard, yeah they're harder to find well because um, like in certain like demographics it's frowned upon to to do surrogacy right. so like a lot more people like just don't look at it the, the same way right. and so it's like i guess it's like being gay if you're a religious person you know like there are a lot less people that are willing to openly say they're gay so there right. are a lot less people that are willing to do surrogacy so and Ju- the the Judaism thing, you know, it's if the the mother is Jewish and the baby's Jewish, sort of find Jewish or the the mother to find yes, sort of find Jewish egg donor women is very difficult. Uh, it's it's very difficult, and a lot of Jewish men really want that. But the um, egg donor women, they have no choice who their eggs go to, right? No. Oh uh, well, they well, they yeah. find out about you. They can so. deny you. Yeah, yeah, so some of them won't won't give eggs to gays. Like, the, the, you know, that's just, where I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those things yeah. are decided pretty much beforehand. So yeah. the same thing that where like it says, you know, their history of this, this, and this. It will say their preferences, and obviously we had preferences too. So um, their preferences could be: will not donate to gay couples. Right. Will not donate to. Jewish. Yeah, only Christian. Yeah, like you see those. All, like it's, yeah, like certain religions. Yeah. Um it, it, certain ethnicities. Yeah. It's they have their own spec sheet that they're looking to donate to as well, which is is bizarre. It's, it's so strange. But just like yeah. you don't know um like her name or anything, she doesn't know yours, right? Right. 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 And it's it's kind of you see all the problems in America <laughs> in the <laughs> in the catalog. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you really see everything that's wrong. Like you see the racism, you see the sexism, you see the uh, religion-based issues. I mean, you, you really see everything there because a lot of people have different yes and no's. It, it, it's crazy. Yeah. And the prices vary too based on each yeah. person. That just blows my mind. It's like a like an Uber rating. <laughs> you have five stars. She's had so many X many yeah. positive pregnancies with her eggs. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and it's crazy. But there's always like no guarantee. So it's like one they'll say in her last um egg retrieval, she released 17 eggs. And so they'll say, you know, her rate is $12,000. And so you're like, okay, great. She she had a, a huge amount of eggs released in the last time. Hopefully we'll get the same amount because the more eggs, the more chance you have of having healthier babies or any, whatever it is. And so then you go to do it. And then when you do it with her, she may only release five eggs and you've paid like $12,000 based on the previous time, right. but it might not be the same as now. One star. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so then you have your egg donor. Whose sperm is it? Do you know? Do you put them both? So, yeah. So what we do is, is what we chose to do is we ask them to pick the strongest specimen. But do you know uh, who it belongs to? No, we don't. Do you care? Um, uh, we don't really care. We, um... Obviously, when the child grows up, we'll know whose it is. If There'll it comes out with a British accent, I'm going to know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There'll be similarities between the connection and stuff. But it just, if for us, it's important that whoever's it is, it's both of our child. Right. I know. I, I mean, I know that there's people who just say, OK, you do it, you do it. And some people are like blind. I don't even care. Go ahead. At the end of the day, we're a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you said that you had, um, four embryos. Yes. Yes. So what happens to the, do they all go in or? No, uh, in, in, with our surrogacy agency, our clinic, you can only put in one at a time. You, you can do two, but you have to pay for, um, an extra thing, right? I, I think, I think when I allow, I think San Diego doesn't allow to. I think it, I think it depends. Some places do it. Yeah. I think you have to pay like an upcharge of like, because um, if if our egg separates, well, it's not separated, but if our egg had separated and became twins, we would then pay more money to, to the surrogate because she would essentially be carrying two children. Right. Even if you only put one in there. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah, if we yeah. just put one egg inside. Yeah. yeah. So what but happens I, to the other three? Uh, they're frozen, so they're they're sitting in a freezer in California, which also is costly. Yes, yeah, it's about five hundred bucks a year. So, like from beginning to end, what's the average cost of a surrogacy? The oh, price of a house. Yeah, it's it's about. It's, <laughs> it sounds it's like about, that. Yeah, it's it's, it's about one hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> um, which is a lot of money. The price of a tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> you do you have plans like to use those embryos? We'd like to, uh, if we can afford it. You know, <laughs> um, it's it's a little crazy. There's a company called Men Having Babies uh, that helps with financial assistance based on your income. Um, so there's two rounds, and you have to qualify uh, for them. But they they have been a huge help for us. Uh, in, in securing um, enough financials to make it happen. Uh, we definitely would like to have another um, child, you know, through surrogacy. And then I think we'll probably adopt a, a third. That's the plan right now. We'll see how much we sleep in the next couple months. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> then reassess. The next you know? couple of months are fine, but it's right. in five months. Yeah. You, you better sleep for the next couple of months. Whoever says sleep when the baby sleeps, it's a lie. It's all a lie, guys. You'll never sleep again. Danny has like not grown up with children around like in his family and so for me I know everything to expect but like Danny doesn't and so I keep trying yeah, to I'm like I'm scared I'm very scared I keep trying to tell him the same thing that you just said like you never sleep like you're always tired and like people literally look at you and say wow you look tired and you're like thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm having a baby <laughs> and uh, yeah it's just a lot and how do you plan to like pick up roles? Because I mean, as a mom, I do 80% of the stuff. It's just, I mean, 
It's just dads have a special ability of sleeping through things. And, you know, moms usually pick up most of the slack. Do you think there's going to be like a balance of 50-50 is one of, well, you said you, Ricky grew up more around babies. Do you think at the beginning he might be more hands-on and you go learning? How do you think it's going to work? Yeah, I imagine imagine he'll be way more Uh, hands-on. That's my guess. Not that I don't want to be, um, but I'm, work for me is incredibly demanding. Um, so I think, I think Ricky, as I volunteer him, um, <laughs> you know, I think he'll probably do a lot more mom things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm very neurotic. So I also think that, you know, I will, I'll make sure they have every shot and every this and this and that. And they have a juice box and the band-aids and the, like, I, you know, that's me. So I don't, I don't know. I think with Danny, it's fair. we have two dogs and um, I always joke around and say, no, I do 90% of the work and Danny That's does false, 10%. That's false, by the way. It's absolutely false. So when you just said 80%, I naturally laughed because it's true, but Danny doesn't believe yeah. it's true. I'm morning dad um, and he's really nighttime dad. And that's kind of how it has worked with the dogs. And so like, I think I will be in charge of, you know, taking them to school, picking them up, taking them for their haircuts, washing their clothes, washing their beds, making their beds, cleaning their rooms. But like Danny will like cook dinner and like he like he's he has things that he's really good at. But I think the majority of work will be me. I, I mean, it, yeah. it's good to admit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then he also works the other percent harder than than I do. So. Yeah, it's all a balance. And I think it'll be fun to see when the baby is born, the dynamic and maybe what you thought would go one day, one way is going to go another way or what kind of connection you guys feel. Or maybe, who knows, it'll be two in the morning. And you'll both be like, I got him. I got him. Yeah, we'll yeah. fight for it. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that one's going to happen. If it's two o'clock, <laughs> if it's two o'clock, I'll let Danny take it, obviously. Yeah. But um, it's, yeah, it's like anything in life. I think we have a really good balance and whatever Danny contributes, I contribute the other half, I think, in anything that we do. What Danny isn't good at, I'm good at, and what I'm not good at, Danny's amazing at. That's cute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On last week's podcast, um, I was speaking to uh, Florencia about uh, raising Black children versus white children in America. And we were saying how Things change, but things kind of stay the same. People move forward in their thinking, but there's so many people that don't. And we were talking about how she has to deal with different things and different worries than I do as a mother. Obviously, you guys are going to have to deal with different things than I do raising children. What do you think is going to be the hardest thing about raising a child as gay parents? Are you going to make it you know, a, a big deal? Or are you just going to be like, well, this is what it is. It's your family. How is that going to work in raising a child? Yeah, I miss, first I miss Flo so much. I have to call her. <laughs> you know, we're, we're so close. I, I love her. Um, we always say like, you know, I know we're going to get the question of, you know, when the kids goes to school, like you have two dads, two moms, mom and dad. So I always thought that Ricky would be dad and the, the kid would call me mom. And I was absolutely fine with that, you know, because that way they could go, um, I have a mom and dad. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, the issue is going to come up. Luckily, we live in Connecticut. That's very liberal. Um, but we know it'll happen. 
Ricky's nieces are lesbians and they have a nine-year-old. Um, so that's been very telling for us. You know, he goes through. Um, he um, runs around. It's like, I have two moms. <laughs> I have two moms. Like, and he doesn't really, He wears it with pride. Yeah, like he doesn't really care. Um, I have quite a gay family, which is like <laughs> weird to say, but I have two lesbian nieces and a gay cousin. And um, as Danny said, one of my little tiny nephews, he is, um, he's very uh, fluid, I would oh, say. Oh, he's, he's gay, 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 gay. <laughs> um, he's and, nine years old and he is gayer than we are. And, I mean, like. Yeah, and <laughs> so for us, we, we like look after him a lot. Like we take him out, we like do a bunch of things with him and we're kind of like trying to be male role models for him. Um, because obviously he has two moms. Um, so we're very hands-on with him, which is great for us because it's a good learning experience for when we do have our own. Um, but I think like in any minority group of of who has children, I think there's always different things that you're going to run up. Yeah, we're going to face against. issues. Yeah. Ricky and I are pretty, we're pretty tough though. You know, we tend to... Uh, we tend to be a little bit aggressive. So I think if anybody, you know, looks at us the wrong way, we got a baseball bat in the car. Oh my God. Um, you know, I'm just not. That's <laughs> Danny's Miami coming out. It is very Miami. You know, we're not going to take crap. It's um, not my MO. I'm more of a, um, a bark and run kind of person. I'm still so. in Miami. You know, you tell something to my baby, I'll go get my bat, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, you know, we I'll all got a talking. thousand cousins in Miami, and you know, don't, let's not do that. I'll so. do talking while Danny runs and gets the back. But um, yeah, no, we, um, I th- yeah, it's important for me to um, explain to our child that you know the experiences that we went through growing up, and um, and just to like teach them that there are so many different people in the world that you know, not one thing is the right thing. And there are so many ways to, to live this life and just to celebrate the things that make us who we are. So like gay pride and all of those things, like, I think it's important for us to have our child be a part of that. Yeah. And to prepare them for the world they're going into. Yeah. Just to like treat everyone with respect and understand different people's backgrounds, like where they come from and why, you know, the world is as crazy as it is right now. Yeah, it's kind of a conversation we all have to have depending on where we come from. Just like your son will see, wait, there are kids who have a mom and a dad and I have two dads. My kids see, my son saw the other day a show on TV and two boys kiss. And he said, why are two boys kissing? And he's four. And I was like, well, and I had to sit down and talk to him. And there are things, things that he hasn't seen. So I have to talk to him from the other side. I just think raising kids is all around exhausting. You say things, you wonder if you said the right things. Was it right? Was it wrong? Did I explain that correctly? Did I just confuse the hell out of them? <laughs> so, it's hard, I mean, but... I think we'll we'll definitely be good about talking and yeah we're excited yeah Yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me you have beautiful family and I'm really excited for your growing family and what's gonna happen and I'll keep um stalking you on social media to see what's going on (laughs) thank you it's nice to to hear from you Parenthood is beautiful, exhausting, great, no matter where you came from or what's happening in your life. So I'm very excited for you guys. Um, I hope 
Everyone joins me next week when we dive into the world of cheaters. Love, love,